0: Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Pavlidis. I'm so excited you're here for this episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast where we help motivated, growth-minded lawyers build better practices in less time. That means more happiness, more money, more of what's important to you. So let's do this. Today we're going to talk about a really important subject and that is why you might never make enough money in your law practice. All right. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. But before I do, I want to remind you, if you have not joined the Free Attorney Marketing Institute Facebook group, where we have, as of this recording, we have a few dozen lawyers from all around the world in there looking to learn, help, support each other as we grow. And it's for lawyers, business development managers, not for vendors, not for people to pitch services to you. It is for. Uh, high-value content. We're going to grow that. We're also going to do some fun things. If you're interested in getting into a private mastermind with a small group of lawyers led by me to help each other really build their practices on a regular basis, so that way you can be focused and directional in your business marketing. Go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash mastermind for more information there. But let's get into the topic of the day. Why you might never make enough money in your law practice. Look, this is not rocket science. Selling attorney services has its own unique challenges. It also has unique Benefits, for example, if you're a criminal lawyer and someone gets arrested, generally speaking, they're going to need a lawyer. So there's a situation where people have to buy. Do they have to buy from you? Absolutely not. But unlike many situations, there is a need and a Uh, a scarcity, a timeline, a a push to hiring someone. So we have opportunities and we have challenges. So we're going to work through all those. We're going to look to leverage the opportunities and diminish the impact or even just get around all of the challenges by working smarter, not necessarily harder, but smarter. And today we're going to talk about why you might never make enough money in your law practice. Last week, I was working with a guy. I was talking with him, coaching him on his situation. It was a new conversation, and we started talking about what they liked and what they didn't like about their current situation. They're at a large law firm in a big city, and they were unhappy. They were making good money, but they were unhappy. We got into the conversation and, and we were, it was, most of the conversation was about things that they didn't like. And I'm taking notes. I'm taking mental note to see how I can help them move forward. And one of the things in the middle of our conversation that he said to me really didn't shock me because I've heard it many times before, but really gave me some pause. It gave me an opportunity to to lean in and I love when people bring this up because it gives me an opportunity to lean in and make help them make meaningful changes in their lives, help them refocus. Remember, I work with motivated, growth-minded lawyers. I don't work with people who are not motivated. I don't work with people who are fixed-minded. We'll talk about all that stuff, but I want people on other episodes we'll talk about that stuff, but I want people who are motivated to make change. They might be doing great, but they want to do different or they want to do better. And I work with people who are growth-minded, and that means that they understand that they can make meaningful changes, that there isn't a limited amount of pie, that if they want to find a client, that doesn't mean they're taking someone from someone else. Or if someone else gets a client, that doesn't mean they took that representation from them. They're cooperative. They're collaborative. These are the people who are going to change the world in a meaningful way because these people aren't frustrated. If they get knocked down, if they lose a pitch, they keep moving forward. They just go on to the next one. They learn what they can. So as he's talking, he's listing all these things and he says, you know, I see all these Other people at the law firm, and they're making a multiple of what I'm making. They're making in the millions of dollars. And you know, I don't care about making five, 10, 20 million dollars a year. If I just made, and then he gave me a number, and I'm going to use for this example, I've talked about this in the Facebook group, I'm going to use 1.5 million just because it's a big number, but it's not the biggest number uh, because it really doesn't matter. Because if I were making 1.5 million dollars a year in this situation, in this example, um, then You know, I wouldn't complain. I would just stay five years and then move on. And then he just kept going in the conversation. And I really, really wanted to interrupt him, but I didn't. I I know better than to interrupt because sometimes in those nuggets, when right at the end of someone saying something to you or complaining about someone or excited about something, I get these nuggets from them that help me serve them better. So I let him go. I let him complete the things. And I said afterwards, I said, you know, I want to, I want to, point I asked you about something and he said sure what what's that I said when we were talking you were listing all these things a moment ago when you were you were talking about the things in your law firm that you didn't like and then you started mentioning money and it wasn't the first thing that you brought up but something that you said really jumped out at me you said if i made if i if they were to raise my salary too and then he said his number and for this example i'm going to say 1.5 million then i wouldn't complain anymore I'd stay five more years and then I'd leave. And he said, yeah. And I said, well, why five years? That suggests to me that they could give you your dream salary. They could give you more money than you ever wanted to make. They could give you so much money. They just throw money at you with no negotiation. You give them a number, they accept it. And you still only stay five years? Why wouldn't you stay longer? Why wouldn't you stay forever? Is it because you'd have so much money at that point? And he said, well, he was shocked. He cursed a little bit and said, you know, not at me, but said, wow, you know, cursed sort of at himself. Like I hadn't thought of it that way. And he, his response was, um, because it would something to the effect of during this conversation, because it, you know, there's only so much I could take those other things. And I said, see, that's what it was suggesting to me. What if let's flip it. What if you kept the same salary you have right now? You had the same salary moving forward; it was not going to change. But all those other things that you complained about changed. Uh, in his case, or in, in many people's cases, it's work-life balance, which is bogus because it does—it's not about balance. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. But work-life balance, and what I call work-life balance, is work-life control, work-life imbalance, but seasonally imbalanced intentionality. We'll talk about that stuff, but it's it's really not relevant. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole in this, but better work-life balance. Let's, let's call it better work-life balance. It's called autonomy. It's called support. Like all of these things with him, what if you had more autonomy? What if you had more support? What if you had more control? What if you had more time with your family? What if you had all of these things that you're frustrated about? If all of those things got better, whether it's at this firm or another firm or whatever, if you had an ideal situation, just like your ideal salary, but your salary remained the same, how long would you stay? And his response paused and he said, I probably would never leave. So that told me right in that moment that he was interested in making more money, but he was really interested in having a better life. Because that's what this is all about. We could work ourselves to death until we have a heart attack and we never know our family. We never know our kids. We never do the things we do. We get... Four, five six weeks whatever vacation to take some pictures somewhere to make pretend that everything's great we pause and we smile and we get excited for a few weeks all the while in the back of our head dreading the end of the vacation dreading that our our iPhones are still buzzing that we have to when everyone's asleep we got to log back onto the computer and work until two in the morning and then get three hours sleep so that we don't fall behind we feel in out of control of our personal lives and even our professional lives just sitting there staring at the phone waiting for someone to call whether it's dinner time doesn't matter when they tell us we have to do something because a client calls client demands something or there's a pitch or something went wrong we got to get up and run if we got rid of that stuff or we got more control over that stuff we set better boundaries we had better backup we had all these other things to make our situation better then the money doesn't matter as much. You would make enough money if everything else were great. But if everything else stinks, you can never make enough money. You only make enough money to stay one more year, five more years, or what or until you drop dead. So you might never make enough money in your law practice if you hate your law practice or if there's if you're you just don't like your life. Building a better law practice is not about building a bigger law practice, although that is part of it for some people. Some people want to build a smaller practice. Some people have a general practice that's making millions and millions of dollars a year, but they're pulling their hair out. They need something smaller. They want to make less money but have more control. Whatever your goal is, your goal needs to be about more than money. If you set your goal based on money and only on money... You're going to be chasing, chasing, chasing a number. And even when you hit that number, you're probably going to want more because everything else is going to stink. So what do we do? We set different goals. Money is a result. Money comes from doing things that create money. Money comes from marketing in a way that gets you excited, that gets you out of bed on a cold winter morning. Money comes from meeting people you enjoy and doing great work that you enjoy because they want to give you more because you enjoy it, you like it, you're good at it. You want to continue to develop professionally and personally. Money comes from building relationships with people in such a way that I don't. it doesn't matter what type of law you practice. You're the first name that they think of when they need a lawyer. And they call you and say, I understand you're a, a litigator, but I have a corporate matter. Is that something your firm can handle? They want you as the relationship manager or they want you to give them a referral to someone they trust. Money comes from doing the things. Money isn't the cause. Money is the effect of building a law practice and a life that you love that you don't want to escape from. So you might never make enough money in your law practice if it's all about the money. Believe me, when I was practicing law, I was at a large law firm and I wanted when it was time to negotiate salaries and all that stuff or to d- during the review process, I pushed for more money. I pushed the envelope big time. But it wasn't because it was all about the money. I put in the efforts and I said, look, I put in the input, let me get the output. And it helped, it worked. But it wouldn't have worked if I was just sitting in my chair complaining all day. I sat in my chair for a little while, did my work, then I got up and I hustled and did the things that lead to me enjoying what I do and wanting to do more of it. And eventually doing too much of it to the point where I made a complete switch to what I'm doing now, which is the ghostwriting business and the Attorney Marketing Institute. So I want everybody to join the free Facebook group at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash free Facebook group. Email me with any questions and make sure to be on the lookout at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash mastermind for the next time our doors open for a mastermind group so you can get there with me, lead you into a place that you love money's gonna come don't worry about the money worry about your life and doing it in a way that leads to money that leads to that number because you can get to that number in so many different ways why not do it in a way that you enjoy that's it for today for the attorney marketing institute podcast we got just a short episode today but i want you to really think about that what are the things that you don't like in your law practice list them out on a private piece of paper and then what you can do to improve it so that's where you are what are the things you got to improve and how can you improve it some will work together we can work together but you can work on your own on doing and improving the things that you can control Start with the things that you have most control over and make those changes into your day, into your life, and then start moving forward. You're going to start enjoying your day more and you're going to be more effective and more productive at work. We'll see you next time.